Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the OU, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Hamishi, 21st day of the month of Kislev. Thank you to all of our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support and whose names are prominently listed in the OU Daily email. To sponsor future programs, please visit OU.org slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a sponsorship for Monday's program is Sunday evening at 5 p.m. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Asaf Chaimov of Beit Midrash, Derech Efrat in Brooklyn, New York, to share different physics which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Chaimov slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Nechot, Chos Gimel, Kuf, Safalat, and Kuf Lamed. These are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. They'll be followed by the Mishaberach, Mecholim, with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for. And Rabbi Chaimov will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Please continue to keep three young people who are very much in need of our tefillot, Chai Esther Kila, Ariel Sipora, Rafael Chaim Ben Sima Rizal, and Chaim Lev Ben Ora Yael in your tefillot today going forward. And in addition, just want to add that may today's call, the Torah learned and the Tehillim recited be an aliyah for the neshama of Ephrat Ben Asaf. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Chaim Thank you so much for your introduction, Rabbi, and thank you for having me. And welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, we are holding in the parashios of Yosef's exile, along with Hanukkah, which is around the corner, and Yaakov's response to Yosef's being, you know, taken away and in exile, not knowing that that's where Yosef is eventually leading where they all meet and live happily ever after. But I want to concentrate for, you know, a short few minutes on Yosef Atzadik. Yosef Atzadik earned his name in this week's parsha by being the only one known as Atzadik um, because of his ordeal, which he's had, or multiple ordeals which he had, um, which the one which he earned that title was when he was caught up in ordeal with Potiphar's wife, which he won that along with all his other ordeals and had to be sent to prison. But if you come to think of it, Yosef Atzadik, at the time, 17-year-old boy, gets ripped away from his father. Okay? He's a young boy, his father's favorite. I'm sure that, you know, he had advantages which other brothers did not have. The Torah even spells it out for us. To finding himself in a pit. He didn't even have time to process this properly. Okay? And then from the pit, he gets taken out of the pit, being sold, seeing his brothers again with the hopes that he perhaps is going home, only to realize that he is being tied up and led by a group of Yishmaelim, of Arabs. I mean, this, this can make a regular person, a strong person, go insane. 
let alone a young lad like Yosef, 17-year-old boy, all right? A 17-year-old kid with no vessel to know how to deal with a situation like this, went from zero to 100 in a split second, and yet he was able to maintain himself, even though he cried and begged. He was able to be to become the greatest, greatest, one of the greatest humans ever because of his ordeals, which he's been through. How do you explain a kid like this, a young lad, going through the torture? I mean, think of it. His brothers hate him. They strip him from his katonas pasim. They throw him in a pit. Rashi tells us the pit is contained with snakes and with scorpions, all deadly insects, no water, right? And he's in there for a period, and then he gets taken out of there, thinking that he's going home, thinking that his brothers realize that it's dysfunctional what they're about to do, only to get sold to Yishmaelim, and Yishmaelim to the Midianim, and he gets sold multiple times, until he finally makes it to Egypt. Now, think of this for a second. This is a man who never left his father's house, a man who never went around the block by himself, okay? This is a man, the first time he went out, like, to look for his brothers, based on his father's request, he gets kidnapped, okay? So this is a boy, obviously, who's, you know, who, who is, who is, you know, he was, he was a homeboy. In other words, homeboy, I mean to say he was a boy that was always home by his learning tire by his father, okay? Now he's deposited in the land of Egypt, okay? The only white guy there saying he stuck out as not being, you know, part of the society, which, which is Egypt. Okay, different color skin, different, you know, he sticks out. And Jewish, the Jews were despised of back then already. Okay, and he now finds himself in a completely new society, unprepared for it. He went from Yaakovina's house to being in Egypt literally overnight. Okay, in a short period of time. And then in Egypt, his ordeals, we all know if you go through the parasha, were unbearable. One ordeal after the next. Finally, he's in Patifa's house, and he's bringing a lot of Barakah to the house. Everything he does is, is, is being blessed. Potiphar, the narcissist that he was, along all these other men of power, sees that and gives him the keys to everything in his house except, you know, of course, his private life. And Yosef is making waves in the house of Potiphar till he gets tested by the wife of Potiphar to sin. And, of course, he does not sin he runs, leaves the jacket in her hand, and as a result of him winning the Nisayon, winning the test, he gets sentenced to prison. And he gets thrown into jail. He gets thrown into, not a jail which we're familiar with today, where you have visitation rights and you have, you know, parole, and, you know, and, and, you, and you, you have your rights, you can get a lawyer. None of that. You get thrown in jail in Mitzrayim, in a, in a country like that, you are off the record. You will never see daylight ever again. You're gone. You're wiped off the face of this world, Earth. No one knows you exist. And if you died, nobody would know the difference. You're sitting in a dungeon with rats, with mice, with nothing, no, no survival, nothing to survive on, no one to talk to except yourself, each one to themselves. And Yosef and Sadik found himself in there for winning an ordeal. Okay? And w- instead of complaining and saying, where's the justice, he sees that the baker and the butler, their faces are not upbeat. And he goes and strikes up a conversation with them, asking them, why do you people look so sad? I mean, that question, I mean, uh, coming out of the Nazi Yosef Asadik, why do you look so sad, is the most ridiculous question you can ask somebody in the circumstances they find themselves in. 
I mean, if anything, what's Yossi Stoa be about? Uh, why are we so sad? I mean, do you not look around what's going on here? There's no canteen. There's no visitation rights. I can't see my family members. What exactly am I supposed to be thrilled about? Nothing. And Yossi yet holds it against them. Why you? Why your face is still down? And then finally, they tell him the dream, and Yosef interprets the dream for them. And in the end of the Pasha, it shows how, you know, exactly the way Yosef predicted is exactly how it happened. And that's how the Pasha ends. How did Yosef find the energy, the strength to stay Basimcha, not lose his Ruach HaKodesh in the dirty dungeon? That's how he was able to interpret the dreams. Not to lose his cool when there is absolutely no way out. How is it possible that Yosef was able to stay and maintain his focus? It makes no sense that a person could go through such darkness and yet stay focused and be besimcha, be upbeat and happy. How did that work? Answer is, I know time is short, but the answer is Yosef focused on the prize. Yosef knew his dreams are going to come to fruition no matter what. Yosef was concentrating on the good which he had hoped for. Good which he knew was going to come to fruition. Yes, he could look at 99.9% of his life right now is horrible, darkness. But that 0.1% which is his dreams are going to come to fruition. Yosef translated that everything he's going through right now is part of the plan in order to become the king. Which, by the way, ended up happening. But Yosef did not know that at the time. But he was convinced, because he thought only positive, that this is part of my creator's plan. That if this is part of my creator's plan, that means what I'm experiencing right now is the best thing for me. It's part of the master plan for whatever reason it is, and one day I'll understand why. He lived with that reality, and that's how he was able to win and become the king of Egypt. Going into Hanukkah, what were the what were the Hashemunim thinking when they had no strategy to beat the Yavanim? The answer is they knew they're not, the, 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 the right thing to do right now is to fight back. They're in pain, you react. They knew that they'll get salvation because it makes no sense. It makes, they weren't looking to destroy the Bethlehem. That's you're looking to take Tyre away from Jews. And the Quran knew that's not an option. So they went in there focusing on their, on their salvation, focusing on the fact that they're going to be doing service again in the temple. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. You learn from here, each one of us have a, have a personal ordeal we need to go through. Focus on the price. Focus on the big picture. Consider yourself a winner already. When you go in with that attitude, you will win. That, thank you very much, and that is the end of my Dvartar. All right, we'll be starting to recite Tehillim. We're going to start from Parak Um and then we're going to go on to Chav Gimel, and so on. Lamasea, <laughs> Yanenu mishmei kocho, bigvurot yesha yamino, ele barechev ve'ele basutim. Va'anachnu b'shem Adonai Eloheinu nazkir, hema karu v'nafalu, va'anachnu kamnu v'nitodad, Adonai hoshia, ha'melech ya'anenu b'yom korenu.
chapter 23. Okay, we're off to page, uh, we're off to, excuse me, paragraph Kuskaf Aleph 121. <laughs> Shomer Yisrael, Adonai Shonecha, Adonai Tilcha al Yad Yaminecha, Yomam Hashemesh Loyakecha, Meyadeyach Balayla, Adonai Ishmorcha Mikorah, Ishmor Ed Mashecha, Adonai Ishmor Tetavoecha, Meata Beadolam. Last and final Parakantilim chapter. One thirty. Shir ama alot mimakim mimama akim kertiha adonai adonai shima bekoli yena uznafas hashuvot rekota hanunai imabonot ishmoria adonai miyamod imesa haserika lema antivae kiniti adonai kifanashi belit baroho kati and now we're going to recite uh, the Misha Berach uh, and we're going to give a 20 second pause for all, all, all you to say the names for the Chola which you have in mind. Mishibera Kaboteno, Abraham Itagria, Kov Moshe, Adon David Ushlomo, Vivarech, Vivarape, it's a Chola. Bavor Shitain Sudaka Bavro, Iskarizak, Hajbaru Yimale, Rahami Malab, La Halimo, La Koto, La Kotiko, La Kayoto, Ishlah Lo Meherad, Puash Lamamina Shamayim, the Ramak Ivaravish Sagidad, the Tok Shar Hale Israel, Rufuat the Nefesh, Rufuat the Guf, Ashta Bagala, Wisman Karib, and Omar Amen. Achenu called Bet Israel and Nutanim Basarau Bishivia. Aumdim bein bayam ubein bayabasha. Hamakom yerachim alehem, deotiem yitara lebracha, umeafela leora, 
ומשעבוד הגאולה. אשתא בעגלה ובזמן חריף, ונאמר אמן. אמן. Thank you so much, Rabbi Chaimov. We look forward to having you back on the program in the near future. And I want to thank Rabbi and the team at Chazak, as always, especially on these Thursdays, for their support and assistance in connecting us with Rabbi Chaimov and with so many other incredible Rabbana. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a refuah for all those in need will be answered, Latova for good, whatever it might be that we're davening for, those in need of a shidduch, those are looking and hoping and yearning for children, those in need of parnasa, those in need of chizik, whatever it might be that we're on this call for, davening for ourselves or davening for others, may all of our tefillot, may all of our prayers be answered, Latova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic. Wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day. And uh, beyond the early end, to wish you a good Shabbos. Chanukah Sameach.